0: Alright, welcome to Brain Food Podcast, but you're probably noticing... Depending on when this goes out, that the format is slightly different. We're releasing two episodes a week now. There was a week's pause. Uh, you might have heard all this before, depending on when we put these episodes out. But let me just run it down for everybody, just in case you missed that or you didn't listen to the previous episode. Or let me just explain what's going on. So we got a lot of feedback about the uh, the format of the show. When we first started Brain Food, we wanted it to be a a kind of variety show. So we do a bit of Q and A, we do a bit of like fun facts, we do a bit of bonus fun facts, we do a bit of practical knowledge, we do interviews all of this stuff kind of like a variety show then we realized that mostly from listener feedback that we shouldn't really be doing a variety show at all these are really different things at the minimum we should divide them off into different episodes and we probably should even divide them off into different shows the good thing is we're not dividing them off into different shows because i have enough work and david i'm sure does as well uh but we are splitting these up so we are now doing two episodes a week one is going to be the practical knowledge which is where we talk a bit about youtube for or you know business uh, we also occasionally do interviews. Today we are talking about what was going on at VidCon Amsterdam, where we both were a couple of weeks ago. So that's kind of an idea of the flavor of topics we do in the practical knowledge segment, which we'll be publishing on Thursdays, I wanna say.
1: Yeah. I think Thursdays is good and have Monday for the for the main fact thing. I mean Probably I think good.
0: I think that's best. The fact thing's always a bit, you know, at least when we're like I like the free form factor of the mm-hmm. practical knowledge and kind of the mm-hmm. the business stuff that we talk about but if i'm like i always think you know monday it's kind of monday it's monday it's kind of blue you need some you need a better distraction and as great as this is as a distraction i kind of feel like voltaire rigging the lottery or uh, the guy who stole the eiffel tower or we don't just do exclusively french things um <laughs> but we uh you know that's a, that's a better distraction from the blues of a monday in my opinion so i think that's it does the right
1: seem do it. it does seem that like there's a theme of like a lot of french things and we can never pronounce them that's like a theme of the show so far
0: it's it's my favorite trope so far when we uh, have to do the french accent. we actually had this is the second time we've recorded this episode because we had uh we've had no end of technical difficulties this week you might notice my voice sounds a little bit different because i bought a a much more expensive microphone, which is much harder to use. It's been a bit of a nightmare to get this thing set up, but it's it's now... Hopefully, working, and this will be live on the air. Have I missed anything? In a nutshell, that's basically what's happening. Right, we're just splitting the show off yeah, into so, two and separate then, parts.
1: Yeah, and nothing is really going to change as far as if people like both, they can still get both. So you just it'll just be broken up. So for the people who just like one, they can listen to one. If people who like the other can listen to the other, and uh, yeah, it just it's better.
0: We should get some plugs in and stuff. I should do the normal introduction because mm-hmm. I realize this doesn't actually function as a regular introduction, right? Yeah. This is so what what are we talking about today? Well, yeah. uh, no, I mean, well, we're going we're gonna to talk about VidCon Amsterdam, where we were a couple of weeks ago. For people listening in the future, this is specific to the 2018 version of VidCon. Am I, am I really being hopeful here that this has such evergreen, evergreen quality that people in future li- years will be listening back to this? Do you think we should set up an email address for this, like from the future, so people can email like from the future at todayifoundout.com? And they can be like, I listened to your episode from 2018. We now have flying cars. It's awesome. Tesla really got it together.
1: (laughs) That would be nice.
0: So let me just... Oh, uh, another thing I wanted to mention. We've kind of described these as, you know, Monday fun fact section and Thursday practical knowledge. I
1: sat down for about 15 minutes trying to come up with clever names for these segments. I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're both horrible at coming up with names for things. So if uh, people want to suggest a name, people who are better at it than us, uh, you can email us or go to forums.todayifoundout.com and, and post it there.
0: Yeah. This is, this is literally your opportunity to shape the future of yeah. this glorious podcast. I mean... There's, it's unparalleled opportunity
1: here. Yeah. Podcast oh by the way, podcast at todayfound dot com for the email address. hmm
0: Not from the future at todayafound com. That was a bad joke. No. Just uh, podcast no. at todayfound dot com. Maybe you can use from the future in the in the subject line if you're emailing from twenty twenty four. So let me just also thank everyone who has left us reviews on iTunes. I think we're up to like forty five reviews on the iTunes store in the US, US now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, 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 and I know we. I have wish some... could, I wish we could see like the the total of everyone, like to see to see them all at once.
0: That would be good because I know we. I, I I went through a couple. I went through Canada. I went to the UK, and I said, like, oh, look, people are giving reviews, but you know, I tend to stick on the US one because podcasts just seem to be bigger in the US in general, and also mm-hmm. there's many many more of you, so <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> naturally, yeah. many more listeners. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I want to read out like a couple of specific ones uh, just to thank people for... Oh, 49 reviews! I've got it open in front of me. That's great. Wow. It's jumped up like four since yesterday and we haven't released an episode in like two weeks. Uh, let me thank... Uh, who am I going to thank? I'm going to thank someone called... Because I like choosing the impossible to pronounce names. I think it's Bob. And then it's just JD, 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 JDN. Um Yeah, so uh, amazing. Keep it up. Very simple. And then there's BKIT68 says if you're a fan of the YouTube show, you'll like this podcast. Uh, there you go. Uh, Trifecta Rules, I like that name, it's easy to pronounce, they spelt rules with a Z though, or a Z Can't get enough of these guys' work and their content they produce together from YouTube to these podcasts I listen to these guys throughout my day as a PhD student in the sciences I've enjoyed and appreciated their thorough research and sound take to every topic at hand And the breadth of interesting topics they cover Keep up the great work cheers from houston i thought you would appreciate that one
1: i do i always like it like a, when we'll do like a medical topic or something and then like doctors will email me and be like wow it was like really great i was expecting it to be all wrong because most people get it wrong but you guys got it right and that's always i i love that because you know that was like sort of our thing is to be super accurate so it's always nice when we hit the mark uh, to get that feedback
0: oh well, we have S- scott writes a lot of the medical articles right and he's uh yeah. he's a paramedic yeah
1: yeah and he's yeah he's hardly ever wrong about anything if he says something he's <laughs> He's quite brilliant. Uh, I, I met Scott when we were out. Hey,
0: Scott's your brother. Did I mention that? Yes. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scott's... A, it was so fun to hang out with you guys when I went to the States last year. That was a that was a good time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so thank you for everyone who has left reviews. Uh, we are doing... Uh, you might have heard all this before, so I apologize if you're listening to me repeat myself. But uh, it's it, as we transition, I think we need to to make it clear to everyone. But we are running a, a contest. We When we get to 100 reviews on iTunes US, because like I mentioned, it's kind of a pain to go through them all and then that's not even mentioning all those other like podcast addicts i mean i'm an android user myself i don't even use mm-hmm. itunes it's just so absolutely dominant that you can't really ignore mm-hmm. it so once we get 100 reviews on itunes we are going to pick up some uh, we're going to pick someone at random you can leave us a five star review or a four star or even a one star review that would be a really awkward email i think i mentioned that last time if someone says yeah. like hey yeah you guys suck your show blows and i'll be like congratulations so- you've won an amazon gift voucher <laughs>
1: are we gonna we're gonna look at other countries though too like what other countries should we include we shouldn't just have the prize be open to the US right oh yeah
0: right that's kind of yeah that's a yeah. good point because if you're even if you leave it on iTunes yeah you can't yeah well, I, I don't know I'm switched on I mean I assume my Apple account set up as either UK or Czech but I'm mm-hmm. usually in iTunes US I don't know if I, that means I can leave a review let me click write a review no it's gonna make me sign in and then it'll make me switch to the UK store mm. or Czech store okay Um. Let, okay so what should we do uh, Australia, well, New Zealand, Canada, U.S., U.K., Germany.
1: Yeah, and uh, we could have someone. We could have someone go through like all the European countries and India and you know the big ones that are probably. That's something. true. I um, was just probably basically not. Listening. Probably not all like. Probably not all two hundred and whatever there is. But you know, look, all man, the big there ones. are people in Bermuda. And they are probably, yeah. or let me pick one. We got, we'll get someone. We'll get someone from Guinea-Bissau reviewing. I'm sure.
0: I, I it's amazing. Like I look through this because there's a big list of countries on iTunes. It's like wow, I haven't heard of a lot of countries. Have you heard of Turks and Caicos? No. Have you heard of uh, Micronesia? The Federated States of
1: Micronesia? No. <laughs> nope. You got to think though. Some of these uh, really small ones and stuff. Like I mean, maybe Amazon doesn't operate in there, so maybe they wouldn't even use. In- a gift card. That's
0: uh that's true. That's true. And if it's a US gift card, you can probably only use it in the US store cuz they have specific gift cards for the UK. Do they? I d- yes. I didn't know that. Oh. Well, but
1: if we if we if we go we can know who where the people come from. We can just ask. We can say what country and then do that.
0: That's true. I'm sure it's not complicated. And I'm sure like yeah. in the whole of Europe like they don't have specific Amazon in check, but you can use Amazon Germany. So like Oh, really? A, a, a euro one would work, or a pound one, or a, a US mm-hmm. one. Or if, if by some chance you happen to be from, you know, we go through and you happen to be from Turks and Caicos. Which must be a British colony, because it's got a little Union Jack flag on it. <laughs> okay, so yeah, leave a review. Um, if you're from one of the major big countries, then you that would be best, I guess, your chance of winning. <laughs> so we're giving away a uh, hundred bucks Amazon gift card. And 2.25 uh, runners-up, right? Yeah,
1: and it doesn't... Did we say it doesn't matter if you, you know, five-star, one-star, we'll just, you know...
0: Yeah, no, I definitely said that because I was okay. going to be writing
1: a really awkward email. <laughs> we've if, recorded uh, this segment so many times that I, I'm forgetting what we've
0: said. This is, this is the fourth time, I believe, or maybe the fifth yeah. time that we, have, uh, that we have recorded this podcast, so... Yeah. Yeah, it is what it is. I just checked my, uh, my country of residence, Czech Republic. No reviews in Czech Republic. If you're listening from um, Czech... Drop me a review because I don't really want to write one for myself. Where's
1: Where's, where's like Domi at on this
0: one? <laughs> come on, Domi. This is my uh, fiance. So come on, Domi. If you're listening to this, get on there and write me a check review. <laughs> okay uh, I think uh, is that is that is that done for the intro this was a long intro because yeah. we were explaining that transition okay so uh, Amsterdam it was fun it was it was an interesting trip I think so VidCon for people who don't know it's this big conference it happens now we thought twice a year then we remember there's one in Australia and then I looked it up on the mm-hmm. website and they also have a meetup in Canada so it seems this happens four times Per year, where in where is basic. the one in Canada? Maybe it's it's probably actually closer to you if it's on that yeah, uh, on say, the west coast. Is than, this, is than this LA. close to me? This this might be one to go to. Through the magic of podcasting, I will look it up and edit this out later. So it looks like I'm incredibly knowledgeable. Okay, here we go. VidCon to host first Canadian event in partnership with local convention influenced. Ah, so it's kind of like a event at a convention okay but they're doing something in canada uh let me Mm -hmm. find uh, toronto that's the wrong side isn't it
1: no that's the right side i think wow no no that is that is the wrong side
0: vancouver's on the west toronto's on the east right dude come on
1: you're you're like you're like a hundred miles away from this place here's here's where i got confused because the whenever you are really giving that american geography
0: reputation (laughs) Uh, a a bit of a stoke right now (laughs) I have an excuse.
1: Uh, whenever <laughs> the Toronto Blue Jays come to town, right, in the Seattle Mariners, the Toronto fans, just like, you know, you say Toronto fans, right? We really mean Canadian fans who are fans of Toronto. And so they like descend on the stadium and sort of take it over. And so I just had it in my head, like Toronto fans and not like they're actually just Canadians. But that's, that's my excuse. Also, it's midnight. So that's, <laughs> so yes, that's true. We'll cut you some slack,
0: even though you're a night person. Um, yeah. Also... It's been like three nights in a row, though, so, you know. It's, it's been a pretty... I think we've both been working pretty pretty heavy schedules this week, right? Yeah, yeah. But... Uh, I don't actually, I can't actually tell you because my Google Maps has stopped working. I think I need to clear my cookies or my cache or something because all this week Google Maps just doesn't function. (laughs) There are two main events twice per year, one in Amsterdam and one in uh, Anaheim, near in California, near Los Angeles. And we went to the one in Amsterdam. David flew all the way from uh, Washington State, which mm-hmm. that means you have to say Washington State, right? Because that always people think of Washington DC, yeah. And yeah people different always sides think Washington DC, yeah. yeah. So uh, I think I think the big thing that really stuck out for me at at Amsterdam was the game theorists. I don't know about you. I think we yeah. pretty much had strong agreements that in terms yeah. of. This is difficult,
1: like, but mm, mm, mm. when you've been doing this for so long, you you see like you know you've you sort of know every you know a lot of the stuff that you know comes up at these conferences that people present about. They often target like the beginning, the basics, and everything like that because that's what most people are coming. They're they're sort of just starting out. They're coming to the conference to learn a bunch of new you know sort of get get grounded on on stuff. And so we we when we go, it's you know, like we kind of oh yeah, I already knew that. I mean, it's still nice to have stuff confirmed that you actually know what you know, you know, and it's you just not have misconceptions but yeah these guys Matt and uh, Stephanie Patrick from The Game Theorists they they are on like a whole nother level like just the stuff they know is just amazing like how deep they dive into the data on every video to sort of analyze the YouTube algorithm analyze how this performs how that performs and tweaking just like little things all the time to sort of see what the changes make and so like yeah their data set is huge and their knowledge on uh, what even like on these little things what works and what doesn't is amazing quite impressive
0: they have a big channel themselves I think about 10 million yeah. subs on Game Theorists and a couple of other kind of satellite channels to that. But also yeah. importantly, they consult with a lot of channels. So they're not yeah. just talking about their own data in their own space, uh, which they kind yeah. of do movies and, and gaming. But they're talking about, you know, all across YouTube. And just that, yeah, that so that data set they have is 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 really large. And it, because I, I think a problem like, even though I have three or four, four channels altogether... It's still, you know, that's still a really small data set and YouTube doesn't Mm -hmm. allow for things like split testing or any of this. So it's quite difficult to know what's working because you can change your thumbnails and then things Mm -hmm. will start going really well. But it could just be equally there could be there's been a change in the YouTube algorithm or you also changed your descriptions or these topics just happen to do really well as well. And you're just kind of like running around and kind of hoping that things work. But what was I, I mean? I think the big thing, like, there was, oh, wow, too, I mean, I can't, we can't go through the the whole talk or anything like that here, but there were a few things that really stuck out at me as being like, whoa, mm-hmm. we are doing things completely wrong. Like, yeah. I love how our thumbnails look, but they were like, your thumbnails, they look way too good. You need to, like, have a word with the art department that they need to look bad. <laughs> It's yeah.
1: Like, oh. Yeah, that was like yeah, they talked about when they consult with businesses, that's always that's often one of the first things that comes up is just like, "Yeah, your art department, they need to just you just need to tell them how to do the thumbnail cuz they're never going to want to do it the way it needs to be done cuz it just doesn't look that, you know, artistic or that, you know, quality." Um but that's what you need to do cuz it makes a huge difference in in clicks and, you know, views, which is huge.
0: Yeah, I think uh we could take people through a few specifics so people have some valuable yeah. valuable takeaways, which I mean, we've we've been working on this the Last week just to revamp our Mm -hmm. thumbnails. Uh, One thing, faces are more clickable so always be using faces. Faces should be on... Of some sort. Of some sort, yeah. Yeah. I I think what we've done in the new ones is, and I can tell you how I did this, I think I came up with quite an efficient way of uh, Mm -hmm. capturing faces for the videos because you know a lot of the time like uh, people are going to think we're like in love with Linus but we're we're definitely in love with Linus and his channel so yeah that's be an <laughs> accurate impression. It's uh, a
1: well-run business he's got there. Slick, slick.
0: And he's always you know there's his face is in it. There's lots of channels where it's like the if you've got a if you got a host the, the host's face is in it. So we're like okay we'll put Simon's face in there and you got to do something like for the video. So we had that one we've got one about how did Harry Houdini die? We've got one about like Stalin being short coming up and so I was just like, okay, so we've got, like, the big production sheet. So I just roll the camera, like, in front of the green screen like normal. And I mean, there's not going to be, like, a particular point in the video where I'm like, oh, you know, faking, like... (laughs) as if i'm getting punched in the stomach like harry houdini yeah. did because yeah. i'm presenting it i'm not acting out harry houdini's death so
1: what i did is i just rolled <laughs> that the- would be quite that would be quite <laughs> funny though if you just had randomly some random guy just walk on on screen and just punch you in the stomach and then, and then you go today you found out that's how <laughs> and just don't even mention it just i just go and just you doubled over and then just go on so what i did
0: is i switched it onto 4k so you get like high resolution stills and then i stood in front of it and i just recorded and I was like okay so this is the one for Harry Hedini getting punched and I'm like oh like pretending to get punched in the stomach and then there's one for like and this is the one for how short Stalin is and there's just me like bending over and looking down at like a three foot Stalin or whatever (laughs) and then I did like another one where I was like you know did that thing you know with the hands where you're talking about you know to this podcasting is not a brilliant visual medium but I'm waving my (laughs) hand up and down you know as if I'm measuring someone's height so another one like that and I was like pick one of those and yeah Mm -hmm. so then you know easy to extract because it's all shot on a green screen those frames, add them to the thumbnails. Again, podcasting, not a brilliant medium to show you the results, but by the time this probably goes live, a couple of those will probably be out. Probably,
1: yeah, probably in, yeah. Also, uh, ugly in- big text. Yeah, yeah. That uh, and this this was interesting. I thought it. Uh, so obviously, in the title, you want to make it very clickable, like very enticing for people to click. I mean, you don't want to go full clickbait or anything. You want the video content to support what's in the title, but you also want to think about the SEO stuff and and you know enticing people to click. So the title might not be like fully 100 percent accurate of what's like the whole point of the video is. And so their their suggestion was this text, this big text, should be what the title would be if you weren't worried about SEO or like uh, worried about getting people to entice to click because people when they're searching or when they're seeing it they're going to look at the title but they're also going to look at the thumbnail and the thumbnail if it's got that descriptive text it's it's huge for sort of you know getting people to click to so, uh, sort of see like what the video is really about
0: wait hang on one more time so the the thumbnail title sh- the thumbnail text should be the more clickable one or the less clickable one
1: no the, the it should be the one that really uh, sort of encapsulates like if you weren't thinking about seo at all if you search engine optimization for those who who don't know that term yeah. uh if you weren't thinking about that at all, and you weren't thinking about like that sort of like really what's the most you know, so we have these hooks like Carl explained. If we've if we've put out that interview, we have these hooks, and then not, we sort that of build. that was built... a brilliant tease of the, yeah. the,
0: the interview with Carl. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and so we have the hooks and then we build sort of the educational content around this hook, mm-hmm. you know? And so the hook is probably going to end up being the title because it's the most compelling thing to click. But the video is about a lot more than that. So like our descriptive text should be, uh, I mean, mm-hmm. according to the game theorist people, it should be sort of encapsulate the whole video. And so it gives that a little bit more information about what the video is about. And so the, the person who's looking at it, you know, they're seeing the title and maybe that entices them they look at the thumbnail and then they see sort of a little bit more about the video and then maybe that entices them in the end to click.
0: It's interesting cuz like when I when I first started making the thumbnails like we do them now my logic behind it was okay so you have the title and the title's really descriptive the title's like this is what the video is actually about and then the (laughs) thumbnail should be the kind of "Ooh, that adds a bit of mystery like you know yeah so like how did harry houdini die and then Mm -hmm. you know this isn't what ours says but my logic would be not how you think so you're like oh wow i did want to find out how harry houdini died but it's not what
1: (laughs) I, i think i think that works too it's just as long as you're getting both of those there but i think for you know a lot of people we we haven't as we'll discuss in a little bit, we haven't really thought much about like the search engine optimization for our video title, so we do, I think, put make the the titles a little bit more descriptive and longer mm-hmm. than a lot of people do and that's maybe not the best choice uh, in the end but it is how we've been doing it so yeah the so for us to do it the other way around i think is if we continue doing it that way with the regular titles is is the way to do it make the thumbnail text that sort of more enticing but they they recommended you do it the other way around you know thinking about the seo and the, the sort of a the click clickability of it in the main title and then do it the other way around and put the descriptive text in the in the thumbnail
0: and that's probably a nice point to transition to seo uh, search engine optimization like you said like the people discovering youtube videos by searching on youtube the ideal example would be to come back to harry houdini we'd really like it if you typed harry houdini into youtube and then the first video at the top i mean after the the ubiquitous advert for a local bank or whatever it is that you're being retargeted for uh would be harry houdini how harry houdini died and our video Mm -hmm. would be there right at the top so you click Mm -hmm. it Right now, I, I mean, I never really thought too much about SEO because it, I don't know exactly what the stats are, but like 90-something percent of our YouTube views and watch time come from uh, what people would describe, call, like, uh, discovery. So, you know, a video linked to in the site. So if you're, you know, if you're watching a video about, like, Harry Houdini, water Torture, Magic Escape, whatever, and then it's, like, on the right, our video would be there saying, how did Harry Houdini die? Or, you know, at the end of the video, you know, you get those panel of nine, ours would be there. Or if you've recently watched a video about Harry Houdini on your uh, your suggested views on the homepage our video about harry houdini's death would be there that's where like 90 something percent of our views come from and then we you know five percent from people searching from harry houdini or whatever so uh,
1: yeah yeah and that's and it's so backwards to the website where the website i think it's something like 70 percent is search traffic i mean still like the 30 percent is still a large number that comes but it's just like i always found i would always try to build up like oh i'm going to build more even more uh user base to not be so dependent on search but like no matter like the more popular the site became, like Google would just throw me more traffic and so it was like I would always lose the battle, you know, it's, it's sort of getting that ratio right. But, and by lose but the, the f- battle you mean you're really actually yeah. winning it. Yeah. I'm, I'm winning, <laughs> but... Yeah. but but the point being is that, like, the, for the for the website itself, search is so huge. And there's really, given how big of a search engine YouTube is, and given that when you do search a lot nowadays, Google will recommend a video sometimes as the top result, even if you don't click over to the videos, like, we should be ranking uh, really well on there, but we we just don't. And so, and, it, and it's because we've never put any effort on it whatsoever. And on the website, I, I do actually put a lot of thought into that. So, yeah, I, that's, it, it's sort of a skewed number. While we're we chatting, I want to run a little closer. experiment.
0: Yeah Our our biggest video I think is the Monopoly free parking One right Yeah Where it's like What happens when you Land on monopoly free parking Now Mm -hmm. given the popularity Of that video I would hope if we If someone searched Google monopoly free parking And also this was Mm -hmm. mentioned Like in a bunch of press It was in like Various Even like my google alerts Got up because it was like Oh you were mentioned In like metro It was just like a a UK paper And I'm like That's cool (laughs) <laughs> okay, and I think if we search that, we should be appearing, right?
1: Right. Yeah, you would okay. think so. Let's see. Try it out. Oh, I'll nope. see if I as well, because they do uh, different results, you know, for different. Uh,
0: so I I searched this. We are the first four results are your number three uh, today. I found out. dot com. By the way, after the Monopoly Wiki, oh, yeah. the Spruce, yeah. and then but even a video. Oh ranks come ahead of on, us.
1: come on, Thrillist. Are the today I found out was published before and Thrillist? Uh, yeah, come on. I don't I know Thrillist. They, I, they just kind of took the. Uh, I think they might have. Maybe, maybe they're just talking about our our thing. They're ranked. Oh, they're ranked number two, and their and their their whole thing is uh, according to the Today I Found Out YouTube channel. And but they're ranked ahead of Today I Found Out, even though they're just wow. referencing us. I I didn't people. know how that that's works. really. That's not that's not Thriller's fault. That that's totally just Google's fault. Is what's happening there.
0: Okay, okay. So, but. Do you see the video results?
1: Video results, yes, and we are number one on the video results.
0: Not on my search.
1: Yeah, we're, we're number three, the same on me on the all, but if we click over to video... We are number one, uh, at least on mine.
0: Okay, so for some reason, and I think, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm uh, in, in Czech, uh, searching yeah. a, in, on Czech Google. But Yeah, probably. Still, why is a video from 2007 by a company called Expert Village ranked higher than us? It has 13,000 that, views. That's number two on mine. Yeah, this is number one on mine. And I think this is just like, this is a failure of our search engine optimization. This is a failure of <laughs> like in their description, maybe just because they have learned the function of free parking in the game of Monopoly in this free how-to video on the game of Monopoly. I really feel like they're probably targeting Game of Monopoly there, like to get that, sen- that to get that phrase in twice in one sentence. Uh,
1: this is great. Uh, the number eight result on mine is someone uh, freebooting our
0: video. Oh
1: no. <laughs> the whole yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny.
0: How many views does it have? Only eight. Okay.
1: Oh, oh. wait, and there's several, there's several more that appeared to have re-uploaded it, but anyways. Those
0: guys are really running like a, a sustainable and and successful business, I'm sure. But yes, what was the point? We need to improve our search engine optimization and
1: we need to put in some effort. We've we've just never put in any effort whatsoever. And the interesting thing, so so coming back to the sort of takeaways for people um that came from the VidCon was essentially what surprised me was that vi- that Google does not seem to take into account the closed captions. Like I would have thought with their, especially how good their their automatic uh, algorithm is for what's actually being spoken in the video. Like they know this, they know this data. They don't seem to actually be using it much or like not a significant factor in ranking purposes for SEO. They seem to really be heavily relying on the description, whatever you put in the description, which just seems really backwards to me because that's, the description can be gamed. Whereas what you say in the actual video, like Google can know this and that's going to be more accurate, I would think. So I would think they would use that, but they don't appear to be yet anyway. I feel like um, this...
0: Is potentially something that's going to be one of those major changes. You know, when yeah. something changes on Google, and then everyone's like, something changed, something changed. Yeah, what's going on? And it'll be okay. Now they're using closed captions, and I imagine. I mean, the technology is, like you say, it's it's, it's really becoming amazing. It amazing.
1: Yeah, they got they have it good. And I I was just assumed they were doing this, so i that's one of the reasons I never really thought like we should put much effort into like to putting the stuff in the description because I was like, well, surely they're they know they're looking at the closed captions, so right, you know, we have put we have I have on the website side on the word of things and stuff put some effort into the SEO so clearly it should work on the other but apparently it doesn't and that's why we we don't rank well so yeah so the description important I, am, I imagine uh,
0: by the way when they turn on that closed caption algorithm ranking stuff which I assume mm-hmm. has to happen at some point because you know yeah. as, as much as YouTube probably hope that people have subtitles uh, and stuff so that it's easier, more easily accessible by the deaf you know their yeah. the primary driver is probably to better rank videos <laughs>
1: basically, we need to start putting the stuff in the description. And, um, and so one of the tips here was the first 400 characters uh, of what you put in the description is viewable in the search results when people are searching on YouTube and Mm -hmm. all that. And so that you really want to tailor it not only just for you, not only for the algorithm, but also for the person searching and, you know, try to entice them to click. But then after that, uh, there was, they had a funny, I don't remember the day, the actual numbers, but they had a little funny, they put the numbers up on in their research of what, how many people actually scroll and look beyond that and read the text me on that and it is yeah it's like almost zero percent like virtually zero percent so after that you can pretty much everything after those first 400 characters is just for the youtube algorithm just for the crawler to see and entice you know it to rank you better on whatever you're trying to rank on for your video how long do you think it would be if
0: we put like randomly in the bottom of like a description box hi if you're reading this we'd like to give you a hundred dollar amazon gift voucher (sighs) Just yeah. send us an email. How long do you think it would be on, like, a big, big video before someone actually sent us an email? I'd say weeks. I bet, it,
1: I bet if at all on a lot of... Like, if it was just a normal... Like, if it was one that kind of went viral, maybe. But if it was just, you know, one of our a normal, you know, 100,000 views or whatever, like, I bet it might not even happen. Like, it would take several videos, I think, before someone would get it. I reckon. Uh, it, I
0: recently saw... Have you seen Ready Player One yet? Uh, no, I have not. I, I Well, I, I really didn't like the movie, but I loved the book. And they always, you know, the book make the movie doesn't, but makes a lot of mention of like Easter eggs. And Mm -hmm. uh, this would be a cool Easter egg. We should
1: do that at some point. That would be interesting. People are absolutely
0: going to be checking the descriptions now, even though we probably have not done this. But yeah.
1: Yeah, maybe we could just do it on some old video, you know, and then see, you know, one that's still getting a lot of traffic or something.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no one would read that. We could write to the game theorist, be like, guys, we tested it out. Yeah, no one, no one ever clicks this.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, so
0: yeah, the, the description. So what what is what is supposed to go in the rest of the description? You got your first four hundred characters. What do you fill the rest up with? Is that just for yeah? Google? And this
1: yeah, this is interesting because in the old days, of course, uh, it was really easy to game Google itself, like the search engine. And then Google has gotten progressively smarter and smarter, and it's harder to game. And if you do game, you're gonna you're gonna end up not ranking as well. Um, but apparently, that's not quite the case yet on the YouTube. So YouTube algorithm. And I know they're separate companies, so maybe I don't know. Maybe there's not a lot of back and forth on on creating their search engine for it you think there would be but i don't know they clearly yeah. don't be, because because apparently it is still quite easy to game if you want to but th- that's not really very valuable though in the long term because one they're going to fix it eventually and so then that's going to hurt you and number two the people you do get clicking you want them to be finding what they're trying to find so you don't want to just try to rank for something that you you not actually what the video is about you want to make sure it actually does deliver on the promise yeah um, and i think we should so-
0: mention here like the most you know we can talk about search engine optimization. Some- and thumbnails and this until the cows come home. But the reality is what Google, uh, what YouTube is after is watch time and to some extent percentage time watched. So these are like the yeah. factors they look for. Like the more time someone spends watching your video, the better. And the percentage also matters apparently now. That was a, that was a new mm-hmm. thing I discovered at VidCon uh, because before yeah. I think it was just watch time. Uh, yeah, now, and they
1: even said, the, the game theorist, uh, Matt, he, he said that, yeah, that is a very new thing that's just started.
0: Because that, that kind of makes sense because people were making like super long videos and people mm-hmm. watch like 10 minutes of them and it's like an hour-long video. It's like, yeah. well, okay. But they were treating that as if, you know, the same as if someone had a 12-minute video and they watched 10 minutes of it. So now it seems like yeah. they're considering both of these. Where was I going with this? Just to, Yeah, just to say that if, you know, your thumbnail can be brilliant, your search engine, mo- engine optimization can be brilliant, but if that video about Harry Houdini's death then, you know, is 20 minutes of you talking about Harry Houdini and then 30 seconds of you talking about how he died, you know, that's going to hurt because people yeah. need to Pe- see what they've come for.
1: Yeah, and if you don't deliver they're going to click away and yeah, and that they're not going to subscribe as well and you want so you want to actually deliver and this is, and you also always want to think like the YouTube algorithm is going to get smarter and smarter and smarter. So there's really no point in trying to game it because the long term is just not going to work out. But you do. I mean, you do want to do what you need to do to get the clicks and to rank for what you should be ranking for. Yeah. And that's just something we've never really done. And we, we should because we are probably missing out on a lot of views.
0: Yeah, we should. That, that 95% organic discovery or whatever it is, is probably yeah. uh, we should be focused a bit more on search. Something we don't do at all is live streaming. I don't know what we'd live stream about but there was a lot of talk about live streaming at VidCon.
1: Yeah and they have they have great success with it because of they were talking about how uh, Google of course right now one of their ranking again is just getting people to come back more and more mm. and so by having this live stream that you're doing regularly, everyone knows, all your fans know when it's going to happen, uh, they come on and they're, they're coming back like you have this percentage of audiences continually coming back very regularly for just this live stream because they don't want to miss the live stream because once it's gone they take it off their channel. I think they put it somewhere else but you know it's no longer on the main channel anymore. That was
0: that's an an interesting point like I found that curious like they they live stream on their main channel because that's where Mm -hmm. most of their viewers are but then they don't want to cannibalize views from their other videos so once that live stream has aired on their main channel they download it or or something and then upload it to a secondary channel so it doesn't pollute the feed of people who've come for the content that the game theorists have been making for years
1: yeah and also for probably algorithmic purposes because I bet I would guess live streaming is not one that's like evergreen content that people go back and watch necessarily as much Uh, so yeah and so they do this thing, and also, I am mean, it's important to note they also. I mean, you have to make the live stream really good. You can't just, you know, flick it, flick it on, and then just have it be stupid because people aren't going to come back. This should so be like a, that, we
0: should just point out, like all of this talk, it doesn't. You, yeah, you still got to make good stuff or no one is going to watch.
1: Yeah, exactly. You can you can game, try to game the system all you want, but if your if your content's crap, it's <laughs> people aren't going to watch. Yeah.
0: Uh, what should we live stream about? If we uh, <laughs> is live streaming actually? I mean, we're kind of an edutainment channel. I don't, you know, I guess this is the closest we come to doing like. An equivalent of a live stream, although mm-hmm. this is a highly yeah. edited and produced podcast, uh, rather than yeah, just yeah. broadcast to the world.
1: Yeah, that it's better to be edited. You you tighten it up quite a bit and delete all the stupid things we say. Yeah, <laughs> or like, I mean, I don't. Think well, we most do. of the stupid things we say, people might be thinking. Well, not all of them.
0: <laughs> it's definitely true. But <laughs> just imagine all the stupid stuff that you've heard multiplied by ten that we've edited out. Uh, yeah. I, I think also, <laughs> I don't think it would ever happen to us particularly, but I don't know, you you do read, like, mentioning Tube filter again, it'd be like, oh, PewDiePie said something incredibly racist, and yeah. it's like, I, I, I love PewDiePie's videos, I, I think, you know, I'm, I must be quite old in his demographic, but it's like, I find it, he's very entertaining, He's very he's a very engaging entertainer, which is something, you know, I I admire like anyone who has such incredible engagement is you, there's something to be learned from them but it's like wow he seems to you know the live streaming is you know it gets him in some hot water yeah. sometimes
1: well because it's hard when you're just talking off the cuff I mean you are going to say stupid stuff and you're going to say stuff that wasn't quite what, how the way you meant it yeah. you know or maybe you, you, when you're trying to come up with funny jokes sometimes you're going to say something that's like oh wait a minute that was really bad but you know if it's live you can't go back and just uh, edit it out or clarify or whatever yeah um, or if, you if you're
0: a president on Twitter it's like yeah you can't delete that tweet <laughs> yeah. someone's copied it
1: apparently it's quite good thing to do to get just you know that engagement get people coming back and then the algorithm the algorithm is going to really like your channel a lot more which then gets your your main videos re- uh, recommended more because obviously it's not going to get recommended a lot of mm-hmm. your subscribers unless you're you're getting this engagement coming back and so and once that happens then of course that is better chance of go viral going viral in general reaching a broader audience because youtube's going to see like oh look at all these people who come watch this video right away um, so it's just like like sort of feeding on itself the system to make things go viral um, to a broader audience. And uh, yeah, so that's that's a big reason why they do that. And yeah, we don't we don't do that at all.
0: No, uh, if you if you'd like us to live stream about something, drop us in dr- yeah. join us on our forums
1: forums.todayfoundout.com and uh, say, well, I was... I'd like you to live stream about this. And it's like, <laughs> well, we might might not. I was thinking like that, the this the day in history segment we have coming up, like mm-hmm. this could be a thing that would work. It could work like a ten-minute, ten-minute little quick. Put it on a separate channel, maybe. I don't know. That
0: would be interesting. We could experiment with that kind of. I'd like to do something, you know, a, a little less, a little less scripted. Like I, I really enjoy the kind yeah. of back and forth nature of, of this show, where we just have a bunch of well, bullet
1: that's points. Where, that's why I was thinking we take that short because they are short. Uh, this day in history seed, and then we sort of just uh, discuss it exactly like we're discussing things right now. Yeah. And then uh, and it it'll end up instead of two minutes, it ends up as ten minutes of just sort of a casual conversation. And then, uh, yeah, after it's done It's a this day in history So it kind of fits in that respect Because it's not as, you know, people might not be going back as much And then, yeah, then we plop it off onto another channel after it's done And people just get to come back at this time of day Is when we do it or whatever Yeah, It was an idea, I don't know
0: Join us on our forums and, and continue the discussion Hopefully we'll come up with something good I'm excited about this day in history But that's probably a conversation for another day <laughs> Post frequency was another thing that came up, uh, not just at, uh, not just by the game theorists, not just at VidCon Amsterdam in general, but just all rounds like going back to the game theorists again they do like a, a big video every year where they talk it's kind of like a state of the union on youtube like all of the stuff they've discovered it's a long video where they talk about this and a big thing is just post frequency is huge and if you're not posting frequently youtube just gradually crush you in favor of people who are posting frequently yeah which... and
1: they they also explained why this is the case so it, it comes back to that people coming back frequently mm-hmm. uh, so if you if you're releasing one video a month youtube algorithm is looking at this one video video. All right. And so maybe, you know, 20% of your, so they, they'll send it out to the first time. Maybe they send it out to 50% of your subscribers that, okay, you posted this video. And then, you know, maybe like a 20% overall go and actually view the video. Right. But then you have this 80% of people who didn't view that. And so for one full month, they viewed nothing on your channel and they viewed other stuff on other people's channels. And so what's going to happen is YouTube's going to be like, all right, they don't really like this channel that much. They're not going to it very often. We're going to do this. We're going to do this other, other, we're going to recommend these other channels to them instead. And so when you have like 30 videos mm-hmm. okay that same people they don't have to go to every one like they might go to 20% of the videos in the month but they still visited your channel you know whatever that comes out to uh, 20% of 30 um, that many times so YouTube's still going to sort of keep it in the mix sometimes and then of course if they're huge fans they, they visit quite frequently um, and then YouTube's going to start really recommending your channel over everyone else's because they're you're putting out a lot of content and people are going to it very frequently um, so it's just sort of that that percentage of videos viewed in a month seems to be like a factor um, that they talked about a lot uh, was, and so just when you put out more videos, you have a better chance of having more people come back and view them. So
0: then that would say, you know, you should be putting out as many videos as you possibly can. You should be doing five a day if you can, but does that necessarily make sense? Because following that logic it would be like, wow, then you'll be everywhere. Yeah. Uh, assuming you can, you know, always talking about yeah. quality. If you can't keep up the quality yeah. and your five videos a day are going to suck, but let's assume you yeah. can make five amazing videos a day because you're a hero.
1: That comes back to the other thing, like you said, quality and no one can can produce you know that many to and, and keep the quality up but also on top of that you will eventually have subscriber burnout and then if you're not replenishing your subscribers you know to the same rate you're going to start looking bad to the algorithm in that respect because all your mm-hmm. subscribers are getting burned out and they're now they're not coming back at all they're just not watching your channel at all and then our youtube algorithm's going to be like oh this channel is going downhill we're going to recommend this other channel that's on the upswing
0: so my big thoughts about about all of this and how and what we will do it or what we could do and i'm interested in your thoughts on it is right now we're doing six videos a week monday through Saturday and then Sunday is my day of rest. It's not hard to go to 7. I mean, it's just yeah. another one in the hopper and it's a little bit more work. It's not like I'm actually doing it on Sunday. It's just, you know, it reduced my workload by 15% not doing one on Sunday. But given that, what we've discovered, do you think we should be switching to doing one on Sundays as well so we have that daily returning viewer?
1: Yeah, I mean, and I mean, obviously it's four videos more a month. That's a, that's a bit of work, but also potentially a bit of profit. But it, yeah, it's, where's that line where subscriber burnout, you know, like when we're talking about the, this day in history too, where's that line? Are we doing so if we're doing the non live stream? Stream, we're gonna these videos to this day in histories will be quite short because we're the thought behind this is of course just to get the people who who don't like our longer form stuff but still kind of want the same type of content mm-hmm. and so we can give them this this much shorter thing for those people and you know other people it's not really adding a lot like if you just want a, you know a quick. Quick fact: uh, another video going and see, but there is there is a point where you will reach that subscriber burnout. So it's like where is that point? And I think that's just for each channel, it's different, and you got to look into the data to see you know what it's saying. Yeah.
0: Well, I think we should try it, and if, if we'll look at the analytics after a month, we'll come back on this show and we'll tell you whether we failed or whether we succeeded.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, and it's gonna that that'll be launched sometime in May or yeah May because that's that's what we're targeting right now, trying to work about a month ahead. So and uh, Carl actually just sent me the first batch of scripts for it.
0: Ah, for this day in history, really? Ooh, yeah, share with me, he said, I'm excited. It's,
1: yeah, it's uh, starting May 9th is when the day we're starting, and uh, however format we end up doing, whether it's the same as the other, or this, or a live stream, or whatever we end up doing, mm-hmm. uh, the, uh, I've got the scripts, I have not actually looked at them, I know what the topics are, because uh, we pre-approved those, obviously.
0: Share, share um, some, I, I, I'm I'm in the dark on this, what have we got?
1: Uh, let's see, we got, oh, I'm going to have to look now what he actually... Picked after Or we can just you know, tease it and say, you know, tune in in May. Give me one second here. I'll open it up because it was about a week ago that he and then he's written on him. He just emailed me. He's finished him today.
0: Depending on on when we publish this, I was so impressed by Carl's like uh, working. You know, the stuff he shared. i um, You you talk to a lot of people who you know Carl's. Uh, he writes a lot of the stuff on 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 your website and by by you know proxy the the, the scripts of the YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. I was just so impressed by... A lot of people will be just like, yeah, it's what I do. I just write things. I'm just funny or I'm just interesting. Yeah. And Carl was like, no, this is how it breaks down. This is how it works. I'm like, wow, that's like...
1: This this, this didn't... I mean... it was nice to hear but it didn't actually surprise me that much because one of the things about Carl that I've noticed from the very beginning is he he always gets better over time like yeah. he, he improves and he's very actively like he definitely puts a lot of thought into the improvement and analyzes like in the beginning like when I would make uh, when he first start writing I might make a lot of changes or whatever to something and he, he would be like why did you make this change you know not not offended just like genuinely why did you make th- I want to know why why because of course he has to learn what what I want because different different people want different things you know he works for a lot of places mm-hmm. and so like he wants to learn what exactly am I wanting there and then sort of adapt to that and he's really he's always improved over time he's gotten better at every aspect of the writing researching everything over time and so it, it was nice to hear but I wasn't quite I wasn't really surprised that he is so like he's very consciously aware of why his stuff is good and, and puts a lot of thought into it because some people don't know why their stuff is good they just sort of write and then it, it's good but then they don't really ever improve a lot when they're like that they, yeah. they just kind of stay the same but his, his has always consistently got better
0: and just as a general life thing, the people who are willing to ask those questions and then iterate and improve based on that, that's like a huge hallmark of, at least in my experience, of successful people. Like, if you are the person who asks, "Why why is this bad or why is this good, and then learn from that, that's like... A pretty yeah. good indicator of someone who's uh, who's got something going on.
1: Yeah, and who's very introspective about about things and how things are going and everything, yeah. uh, and just constantly trying to to get better. Yeah. Did you load um, up so those yeah, scripts th- yet? I'm kind of I'm, yeah, I'm just I did. filling time. I did, I did the uh, so we got the origin of Mother's Day. Obviously, mm-hmm. May, uh, Mother's Day May tenth. And uh, oh,
0: you know, no, it's the, not. I, I disagree. I think Mother's n- Day is an entirely different day in the UK. Oh yeah, that's true. I was yeah, I was, was subscribed to like a, a, a you know a US newsletter or something. You know, I don't know maybe. I bought something from their website so it must have been digital like maybe a one of those mm-hmm. you know digital e-cards and they were like don't forget about Mother's Day so I send I send my uh my mom like a, a you know, an e-card or whatever, or or a ma- email on Mother's Day, like Happy Mother's Day. She's like, What are you talking about? Mother's Day is next month, and I'm like, Oh right, yeah, that's okay. I didn't even realize
1: Carl did put in the parentheses in the United States. Ah, okay, there we go. Uh, yeah, so but but I, actually, the the actual content of it will be the origin of Mother's Day itself, which I think was originally first in the U.S. Oh, um, but so and it was actually it's a quite interesting interesting story. But then uh, Thomas Blood, in the attempt to steal the crown jewels, the John Pemberton sells the first glass of Coca-Cola and uh, yeah
0: that's cool I've been to the Coca-Cola Museum in Atlanta yeah that was cool. Have you been? No not. it's it's a good museum
1: I don't think I've ever been to Georgia I've been to a lot of states but I don't think I've been to that one
0: My aunt lives in Atlanta so I've been I've been several times. <laughs> Anything else to say on post-frequency?
1: Yeah, I think it probably varies from channel to channel, and there's always exceptions. You know, you do have your, like, your CGP Grey who can put out a video once every three mm-hmm. months, and it's sort of like an event, and so that he does get those people coming back, and you have Reddit, it gets posted all over, so he gets, like, good, YouTube still loves it because it's just you do get this huge influx of people watching, and because, you know, because he does, his fans are pretty, you know, he's got kind of a bit of a cult following, they, they're they really hardcore, they, they go watch every one of his videos, so he's getting all the metrics right, but to do that is really hard. um, for most channels it just doesn't work out that way and especially if you're just starting out if you don't have that existing huge fan base it's probably not going to work out for you
0: this was another thing i think maybe not from vidcon but i took away from our wheezy waiter interview with craig was Mm -hmm. there's a lot of stuff that you could do if you were starting on youtube 10 even five years ago there's not and it just doesn't work today like the idea of starting a channel based around personality or the idea of I think it would be very very difficult for someone to replicate CGP Grey's success today because yes. just of the way, you know, YouTube has changed how it promotes what it likes. Yeah, in the
1: way in the way he does it. Like you could still do the videos he does and if you, you know, you did that more frequency and stuff like that, then yeah, you could make that work, but yeah, to do it in the exact way he does it, it, it probably wouldn't work.
0: No. And I think, you know, you can't replicate the success of the past. You've just got you got to, you know, Yeah. T- think about what youtube likes today
1: yeah so for most they recommended yeah a minimum of one video a week and obviously in all things though even if you can't do one video a week keep the quality quality is in the end more important so if you can only do one a month you know that's what you do but you try to work that up you're you're gonna definitely rank better with things if you can if you can do more
0: have i mentioned on this podcast previously the a channel called coffee break
1: I don't
0: think so. This is a guy I occasionally email back and forth with. He, he sent me an email just saying like I'm starting this YouTube channel. I watched his stuff. It was amazing. I was like, dude. He had like a few thousand subscribers I think when he first emailed. But it's just like his stuff? Really good. Like yeah? it's it's very well thought out. The guy's obviously incredibly what's, intelligent.
1: What's the genre exactly? It's uh,
0: I, I just opened it up now, so it's kind of best probably described if I if I read like a, a couple of titles that he's done. So one of them would be a video about, you know, have you heard of the School of Life, Alain de Botton's thing?
1: no i haven't
0: uh it's like a, a philosophy thing and he kind of does a critique of it and it, it went a bit viral people were like this and he got a response from the guy who who ran it and then he's got That's one awesome. here it, it was re- it's a and it's an amazing video and it's just the best you know podcasting is not a visual medium but go check out coffee break anyone who's listening And then he does one on corporate jargon. He does one... He's even done one on YouTube's algorithm, which apparently I haven't seen. He's got one on how Marlboro changed advertising forever. How Casey Neistat took over the vlog. So kind Um, of all over the place...
1: He's doing well, though, unlike his topic choice is really, you can tell he's putting a lot of thought into what's what has the potential to go viral there and, like, you know, what, what to mention. That's interesting.
0: Yeah, but he's done six videos in the last three months and one of them, two of, one of them? Two of them were just, you know, specific to his channel. So uh, 100,000 subscribers thing and then one with the music that he uses in his video, in his videos. But... I think this is a, this is an example of a channel that can do really well, even though he's not publishing incredibly regularly. Some mm-hmm, of his videos, mm-hmm. you know a million views on some.
1: A lot of people, I think, when they're starting a channel, they try to make it like perfect. Like you want to make something perfect, but in fact, everything kind of sucks in the beginning, and you you kind of need to post and let your audience tell you what sucks and what doesn't suck and what how you need to change. Um, yeah, look at this so, podcast, a variety show. Yeah. Where it
0: was like, hey, Voltaire, the Lottery, and Simon and David talk about YouTube. They definitely could go to yeah. the same show. Uh, wait, yeah. no, maybe not. <laughs>
1: no, that's a bad idea for so many so many reasons. <laughs> and and the audience will tell you that. But if you're trying to think like, oh, what's the audience going to love? Like in the beginning, yeah. you're going to guess wrong, and you're going gonna just spend a lot of time spinning your wheels and not putting anything out until you lose motivation to even start in the first place and so you don't um and so it's just better don't try to be too polished it just you know put it out there see what see the critique try to get better at everything and then yeah so um that's sort of a point on the quality point of post frequency and everything
0: and to bring up success for the second time you know as much as the person who asks the questions and uh, iterates and improves on what they're doing the, yeah. the the person who's successful is the person who does it you know don't get it perfect just get it done because because you know, exactly. at some point you've got to put it out there, and I don't know. I see, I see lots of friends and lots of people I know, and it's like, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, and they don't, and that's fine. Yeah. But you know, yeah. if you don't begin, you never win.
1: Ooh. <laughs>
0: oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: Zen moment. <laughs> yeah, but if you, I mean, you do. You look at every every big YouTube channel out there with precious few exceptions. You look at their first stuff they were putting out there every podcast. It's almost universally crap. The Like the greatest show of all time, Star Trek The Next Generation. That oh, first, the first season, season was, it was so bad. <laughs> like it was so bad. And the second season was kind of hit or miss. And then they just hit their stride. You know, they it, exactly. They iterated and improved and then they were amazing. And Seinfeld, great comedy show, was the same way. Go, go back and watch that first season. It is bad. Like how did they even, <laughs> how they even got a second season is, is a complete mystery because they didn't, unlike star trek they didn't have that existing fan base you know to, yeah to drive it so yeah but they did and then by the you know the end of the second season it's just like a hilarious and now a classic show that i think like not that long ago sold the rights for i don't know netflix or hulu or something for like a billion dollars or something after the show has been a couple wow. decades off the air and it's still bringing in that kind of money that's insane yeah that's
0: insane a billion
1: yeah right, let's look it up that's i'm googling it right now hundred million no I thought it was a billion.
0: Inside Jerry Seinfeld's 100 million decision to jump to Netflix. Oh, wait, no, that could just be him doing something new. Yeah. On. Wow, Jerry's. Whoa, Jerry Seinfeld? He's worth $670 million. Yeah. That's incredible for an entertainer.
1: Yeah, that's the, the comedy specials. The 100 million was just for two comedy specials. I swear it was a billion. I have, like, good recollection of this. I could be totally wrong. So I got it. Hulu, I got Business w-
0: Insider. Hulu just bought all the Seinfeld reruns. Okay. How uh, much? Uh-huh. The deal is one of the biggest digital acquisitions ever for the company, with Variety reporting its value at just under a million dollars per episode. How many episodes? Oh no, I'm getting Business Insider's
1: paywall. Um,
0: uh, I could kind of read the gray background bit. Well, it's definitely oh, it's not covering a the value.
1: <laughs> it's definitely not going to be a billion though. If it's the if it's the one million per episode, that's got to be see, nine seasons, maybe twenty, so a couple hundred million,
0: right? Uh, yeah, I right, seven hundred something like per episode. Okay, Netflix initially expressed interest, but wound up spending
1: eight. 118 million on an
0: oh whoa (laughs) friends sold for 118 million
1: yeah Netflix That's, has uh, money See But the point being Seinfeld sucked in the beginning It was so bad Go back and watch that first season It is just awful Like not good at all And then look, look at them now Like several decades later A couple decades later And they're they're still raking in the dough Yeah Biggest
0: thing Just begin Right Yeah
1: exactly Begin Listen to your audience Try to get better uh, What was this What's this um, website here They have a graph Of the earnings Of Seinfeld From mm-hmm. from syndication In 1995 Till uh, 2014 3.1 billion Billion dollars it's earned in syndication and then that was before the Hulu deal which was uh, somewhere in the range of 130 to 180 million dollars yeah uh, so yeah they're 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 doing you know probably closing in you know 3.3 billion dollars since 1995 in syndication rights syndication is like reruns yeah exactly yeah. Oh, well no not necessarily it can be uh, but it's also like um, so they it's broadcast over like many networks you know throughout the world or whatever so uh, okay. uh, so you have like the main network uh, initially and then once the show hit syndication which is also where star trek next generation where, where it started to really hit its stride when it's got a bit or, bigger budget and everything they knew it was going to stick around was when it got syndicated i'm other
0: really looking forward things. to our syndication of both this podcast yeah. and our, our youtube channel
1: speaking speaking of syndication apparently mm-hmm. we're in burger king now Ooh. and i don't we never gave burger king the rights someone sent, a, someone sent me
0: someone sent me a thing the other day of us in a hospital in florida it's like mm-hmm. i don't
1: think we gave the rights to that either no and uh, and yeah i was thinking at some point we should actually look into this cuz that's actually a lot of money left on the table a lot of a lot of there's that one channel it's huge i can't remember the name now but they actually make they they turned off all the ads cuz they make all the money they need on syndication and it's just quite a bit more so they've turned off all their ads on their videos uh, cuz it's just all syndication for tv networks and okay. mcdonald's and like these i'm beginning of to things.
0: think that cuz <laughs> i get people sending me pictures all the
1: time of my face on mcdonald's yeah. in california i'm like Guys, uh, uh, we don't get paid a penny for that. No, and we, we, to be fair, to be clear here, McDonald's, that that one we did give them. Yes. This was back in the earliest days of the channel. We did say, we said yes to that one, but not, not Burger King.
0: No, come on, BK. At least, I mean, yeah. we've talked about those gold cards previously. Mm-hmm. I'd take that. Yeah, (laughs) I would take
1: that as well. If they wanted to just give us one of their free, you know, even, I'm not even a huge fan of Burger King necessarily, but Mm. I would take it. I would take it. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say
0: no, put it that way. I
1: would, I would definitely prefer, you know, maybe like a McDonald's or a uh, something like that, maybe a KFC or or even a Taco Bell, Taco Bell, Wendy's, I would take that. Burger King, yeah, they're not going to give us one now that I'm I'm down talking them. (laughs) This,
0: I think the customized results in search was Mm -hmm. something that you went to rather than me. So you want to kick? that off because i don't remember anything about that
1: yeah so it was interesting to note that they're seeing um uh i don't remember if this was the game theorist or someone else i think it might have been someone else but they were in their data um studying the data they're seeing a shift recently in um instead of before youtube when you research something they would try to give you the absolute most relevant results seemingly mm without really, uh, you know, and obviously they're still factoring in the popularities of videos and stuff, but it wasn't like a huge factor. It was more trying to give you the result that you're actually looking for, very much like Google or something like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But now they're shifting away from that seemingly seemingly just to keep people on the platform to now do, what are you actually watching? So you have your homepage where you get your recommendations. And so when you're searching, they're factoring that more and more in to sort of give you stuff that you'll want to watch that's not necessarily as, as targeted in the search as what you're actually really looking for but just to entice you to click and to stay on the platform longer and that sort of thing so you know they're still giving you the relevant search results but there definitely seem to be more and more factoring this other thing in is what do you click on the most so whether it's actually the most relevant thing for what you're searching for or not
0: i think you know the reality is youtube wants to get you to get it right for yep. you. And this just sounds yep. like another step, a complicated algorithmic step of getting you the, the stuff that you want the best.
1: Yeah, that you want to watch. Whereas Google's uh, very concerned about, you know, actually getting you the best search result. And, yeah. and mostly, I mean, there's some caveats to that. But, but YouTube is more concerned about just keeping you on the platform, keeping you watching, keeping you entertained. And yeah. so that might not be what you're searching for, you know, what, what what will keep you on the platform. And I would
0: hope, and I imagine that YouTube's smart enough to be like, if I search, like, uh, how to put airplane mode on, on the iPhone 10, or whatever and then you know then they wouldn't be like oh because you really like unbox therapy we're going to show you the unboxing of the iphone 10. if you're searching for something like that i hope it would just be very much search driven but then, if I'm searching for like Top Gear clips, they should look at my mm-hmm. history and be like, Simon enjoyed this one and this one and this one. Let's feed him yeah. Fifth Gear clips, which probably would have been good because I've never seen Fifth Gear, but like something relevant. I
1: could I could see though on that unboxing that would be real. Like maybe the first result is is sort of what you're what you're definitely looking for, but maybe that second or third result is that um, you like to watch yeah, unboxing. Smart. So here's the yeah. here's the iPhone of you know unboxing this. That I could see that in, being in,
0: instead of solving this quick problem, are you interested in wasting yeah. 15 minutes of your yeah. life? right now and be like oh my god <laughs> yeah. yes i
1: am <laughs> but but that is the, that is the point where they were making is is it seems to be a hybrid result now not necessarily you know the not just the strict what you're searching for anymore and that seems to be a, a kind of an interesting thing they're shifting shifting to so again bringing it back to getting getting youtube to recommend you to to get people to come back to your videos more and more is just becoming more and more huge because then on these search results that you might not your video might not actually be super targeted for you might rank if you're very popular or you're very good at getting people coming back and watching your videos
0: it's all great stuff just uh, it's such an incredible amount that we learned at VidCon um I realize we're getting a bit long in the tooth with this episode but maybe we can whip through I'm looking at the kind of bullet points we have at the end of this document that I feel are important but probably can be whipped through a little bit quicker than currently kind of mm-hmm. the in-depth discussion so far like like this one that has always been on my mind. Uh if anyone's listening, apparently it has been largely confirmed likes and dislikes do not matter at all to the algorithm. Yeah, they just this, don't care.
1: This was the game theorists were looking at their data sets on what what rank what you know what seems to matter. Yeah. And this likes and dislikes was just not even not even uh you know, it was at the bottom of the list basically. Yeah. Doesn't um, even It's matter. just not something Google cares about because I suppose it's it's because uh I mean if you do have a lot of your subscribers coming and watching, of course they're gonna like your videos, right? So it's like, you know, you're gonna get a lot of likes and just just because someone dislikes a video doesn't mean it's not gonna you know have a good chance to go viral which is really what youtube wants is you know a video where a lot of random people are coming to watch it and so and often those controversial videos are gonna get like a lot of like you know maybe a fifty-fifty split those are some of the best ones to get a lot of watches you know a lot of views which is what youtube likes so yep. yeah i could see why they don't really they don't really care
0: all those people saying smash that like button hit subscribe yeah. it doesn't make a difference guys you don't need to be doing that yeah. apparently
1: yeah <laughs> well, unless uh, except for or as we mentioned before, to guide us a little bit, it does it does help us know which ones people are liking you oh, know, yeah. among our subscribers. But like other than that, the as technical... far as... sorry, go on. Yeah, yeah other than for, as far as algorithmically, it did just doesn't seem to matter at all.
0: From a from a human perspective, perspective, it's fantastic because like we were yeah. trying to solve these various microphone issues th- over the last couple of days. And if I like look up how why is Google or why is Skype adjusting my volume? And then you go in and the yeah. video's got like nine thumbs down and one thumbs up, you're like, mm, probably this isn't solving the problem, is it? So you immediately yeah. head a elsewhere but from an algorithmic perspective completely useless shares Mm -hmm. apparently shares are a big deal you should be encouraging people to share your videos that was an entire surprise to me had no idea
1: and that it may, it absolutely makes sense because you're bringing if you're share, if people are sharing your video number 1 people aren't going to share it unless they really liked it mm-hmm. and number 2 when they are sharing it they're sharing it on Facebook and places like this which is bringing people from another platform onto YouTube itself which YouTube is going to love 100% and then keywords uh, we also do those all wrong apparently yeah, we do a lot uh, wrong i really felt <laughs> put in my
0: place at this at this vidcon
1: yeah so they have uh, for for sort of the quick tip version of it and so like if you're trying to don't try to rank on a lot of things on the keywords so if your video is like I mean maybe it's about VidCon Amsterdam the stuff you learned on there don't don't do like Amsterdam as the keyword and then you know VidCon as a single keyword and you know YouTube algorithm as a single keyword because it, it's just going to confuse the algorithm mm-hmm. uh, so you want to do VidCon Amsterdam VidCon uh, YouTube algorithm you want to just keep that keep hitting that main thing to let Google know this is this video is encapsulating things that happened at VidCon right and so this this helps it target and it's better and apparently also just uh, for those curious uh, it doesn't you should fill out all the keywords or all the tags it allows you to have, because it doesn't seem to matter, um, it, it, the YouTube algorithm doesn't doesn't rank you less because you used a lot of keywords. And
0: contrary to uh, conventional wisdom, and apparently what YouTube themselves will say, it does matter what order your tags are in. Most important tags should go first, yes. which was, yes. you know, this was conventional wisdom. What YouTube have told people directly is, eh, it doesn't really matter, put them in whenever you want. The game theorists were like, oh no, we've tested it, we've put the tags in different places, that's wrong.
1: <laughs> yeah. what haven't they tested they, they, oh, they, were, they were really impressive very like how, how impressive they go.
0: And, and then we kind of already mentioned we kind of already mentioned this one but another thing is about multiple hosts and diverse content mm-hmm. isn't really a thing on YouTube anymore it's not a good way to start out like if you want to start a channel about you and your life and well that kind of sounds like a vlog which those do well but um, you can't really do one where one day you talk about games one day you talk about history one day you talk about what microphone you're using for your videos this kind of variety mm-hmm. show maybe we should have taken this as a hint for this podcast <laughs> but this sort of variety show stuff on youtube isn't really working at growing a channel anymore it's much more started start one channel find a topic type that you're really into then you know they describe finding a niche and go hard on that rather than yeah. variety.
1: And th- and this comes back to, again, they were talking about the uh, it's the algorithm, once again, bringing people what percentage of videos are people watching mm-hmm. so that YouTube knows how much they're going to recommend it. So if you have this completely different type, you have part of your audience that's a fan of these videos and part the fan of these. And so for algorithmic reasons, YouTube's going to be like, yeah, this one, they're not watching all the videos, so I'm going to stop recommending this channel. And so, yeah, one channel, one topic was basically the the, the, yeah. the point there.
0: And I mean, even if it's I feel like we're quite broad because one day I feel like I'm just yeah. describing this, but it is in a way, you know. Our topic is facts, yeah. or like, yeah, we do have the main,
1: things. the main theme. So yeah, it's not like one literal topic. It's just yeah. like one genre or whatever you stick to it. And and again, they were saying even multiple hosts is becoming a thing that is not working out because you know people become fans of one host and they don't they don't want other hosts coming on and maybe they don't watch the videos with that host or whatever. Yeah,
0: which in a way is that is a big limitation right now. It's like we have a limit yeah. to the amount of stuff I can produce because. Yeah. It's me. I have limited time available.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Until
0: the CGI gets really good. <laughs> and then I'll give myself some hair you want to talk about releasescape briefly? This was the thing that happened a couple of years ago where I was uploading a bunch of videos We'd started doing oh, things okay. with playlists. So like another thing, playlists never used to be a thing, then playlists became a thing, and so it was like, okay let's get all of our video into playlists. So I spent ages like building all these playlists, I'm like history and science and all my videos, and then I, you know, carry on uploading videos as I normally do, leaving them all unlisted, but they were all getting added to these playlists. So they wouldn't be released to the audience, but they'd have, like, 20 views. And I'm like, how is this happening? And then people were finishing a playlist and seeing the newly added videos. And people were like, this doesn't... And there'd be no description, there'd be no tags, there'd be no thumbnail, because they're all just, like, uploaded, ready to be processed. Mm -hmm. And people were like, I think you're releasing a bunch of videos. And I'm like, oh, no. So I had to go through and, like, yeah, make them all private. So uh, don't upload your videos as unlisted. Upload them as private, or they will show yeah. up in your playlists.
1: Yeah, and a uh, point there also they they noted the um getting added to playlists is also huge for algorithmic reasons. So if your video is getting added to a lot of people's playlists and things, um that's a big ranking factor YouTube uses.
0: Oh, that's got to be that's like the sharing thing as well. Like this Yeah, uh, yeah so
1: getting making stuff that people want to share,
0: that's uh algorithmically important. Yeah. yeah. Dude, was that is that VidCon? I mean, I feel like we talked about a lot of very technical stuff today. I think this could be like the title of this episode everything we know about youtube and what people are a lot smarter than us know about youtube (laughs) Uh,
1: yeah and one one other thing there's just a random thing that came up at some point i don't know i don't know whose presentation maybe mike who we're having on soon someone mentioned in podcasts itunes has a dedicated page for for internet stars who have podcasts and i'm wondering why (laughs) simon whistler is not on this page like this is good promotion ability for a (laughs) legitimate internet star right yeah Yeah. it'd well, be like people mean, like, on their like
0: PewDiePie's podcast and a and black yeah. and they'd be like, "Who's yeah. this Simon dude? What's he doing?" But like it that?
1: was his screenshot that he had on his slide was a lot of big YouTubers that, and I, I feel like I feel like Simon Whistler and the Brain Food Joe should be on this page.
0: I feel from a very <laughs>
1: selfish, perspective, I think it should be. Let's come on, I, I didn't, I wasn't even aware. I don't know. Do you have to email them or something?
0: I have no idea. I wasn't even aware of this page. Um, no. I don't know how to
1: find this page. I will. I don't either.
0: Maybe if it was Mike, we can ask him. We are we are interviewing Mike. Russell Russell from Music Radio Creative, who gave a talk on podcasting at Amsterdam. We will be interviewing him soon and hopefully learning a lot about podcasting. It's one of those ones where it's like, yeah, "Yeah, I'm kind of selfishly interested in interviewing Mike because I feel like he knows lots of stuff that we don't.
1: There's a, there's a few of those interviews coming up uh, that we have tentatively planned. Where the one particular, I think you know, but I'm not gonna say it right now because it's not 100% confirmed. But when we, if if he comes on, like the total, it's a selfish interview. I just want I want to know. I have questions I want to ask him, and I want to know the answers for my own you know business purposes, like running businesses. And things. I
0: feel like everyone's gonna immediately think it's Linus, but it's not Linus. No, it's although not Linus. we like although Linus, if you listen listening, I Linus. would
1: I would actually Linus would be the same thing. I would I have questions that I I just genuinely want to know the answer to. To sort of like running running an online business in the in the genre, because of course, there's not like any textbooks for this, and it's a little bit different than traditional businesses. And so you kind of just gotta wing it and uh, you make a lot of mistakes. and there's some people who are like a few years ahead of where we are. Mm-hmm. and I want to know what mistakes they made and like how they you know so that we don't have to make them. we can just skip to the to the to the good stuff. Know.
0: Should we move on to some feedback in Q&A? Yes. Discord. I think we discussed Discord a little bit previously. Someone on our forum, uh, forums.todayifoundout.com, if you want to join is uh, they suggested we get a Discord channel, which is, uh, I'm familiar yeah. with Discord because I think I mentioned this previously when I play uh, GDA five with some friends on the weekend, we use uh, Discord to chat with each other.
1: This uh, Pelican, like he, because uh, obviously we talked about it before and we were kind of, were like, no, I don't think so. And he's, I don't know, he's starting to sell it. I was reading through and I was like, oh yeah, that could be, that could be all right. Well, I'll take like, did, did he sell it? Because I, 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 go on. I've never used Discord, so I've just completely, I have no idea how it works. And so it was this, he was basically pointing out, we don't actually have to, necessarily be on like it's not just like a like we were talking about it's like we're on and then we're chatting with people and you know but then we leave and it's not really like a good form of discussion and he was arguing that no it is a great form we just have to you know appoint some moderators and stuff and so the, the sort of the community can keep going even if we're not on at a particular time or whatever and they can and just sort of you know they can discuss and it's a like-minded people who are interested in educational content they can discuss interesting facts like this was his point that it can we don't actually have to uh, be there all the time to make it work which was I think uh, one of the points we initially didn't like was that we wanted the community to just be able to kind of go on its own and discuss.
0: Yeah, because my problem is like I use Discord off like a little bit like an instant messenger. So like it'll be there Mm -hmm. and it'll pop up. I generally turn it uh, only turn it on occasionally but mm-hmm. I don't like the idea of, like, I don't like having Skype open during the day and, I, you know, yeah. messages popping up because it's like, I'm in the middle of work yeah. or, you know, I got I got yeah. lots to do and it's just constant distraction. But that does sound like a good option. I think the problem is if it's, uh, you know, if we have that forum, then people will use Discord as well. Some people will use the forum. Some people will use Discord. Yeah. Then you got an issue.
1: But then, I mean, Discord has this huge, you know, user base. And so it's also potential, like an advertising potential in some respects. And, and uh, yeah, and I think, is there actually a way to make money on it? Which would be, you know, good yeah money's in, money's important it allows us to yeah, do it's what important we do. to keep keep um, going yeah uh, so i don't know maybe it is something we need to we need to look look more into he's 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 starting to sell me on it this pelican
0: okay pelican do you know that behind the scenes we are we are considering discord we'll have to have a conversation about that off the air i got some feedback uh christy austin says good info but the real content starts at 1645 is this kind of yeah. uh, a little bit related to our you know the variety show aspect of it yeah, yeah. Now? and
1: this is this is on youtube because when we are posting it on youtube they do expect us to just jump right into it and on the podcast form of course it's quite common you have an intro you kind of talk casually that's sort of the thing with podcasts but a little when we bit do of post yeah when we do post on youtube i can totally see why people don't like this what uh, at all yeah. uh, they want us to just jump right into it and so that i mean <laughs> that <laughs> i feel like the main the main fact segment which we will be posting on youtube i don't think we'll be posting this one on YouTube, right? Like, not this, these ones? Uh, no, I, 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 I shouldn't think so. No, and so, yeah, I i feel like the intros those are going to get shorter because this one is the one where we're going to do a little bit more casual conversation Mm -hmm. so the intros on those are going to just start naturally becoming shorter anyway um so that sort of solves that problem
0: yeah okay so there you go that's uh i think we've mentioned it a couple of times before but it's like this is a podcast it is a different format if you uh if you want facts we're still doing the regular videos all the time like normal this is just extra bonus content so Mm -hmm. there you go Uh, why did we move the feedback section here ah to the end of this because yes feedback uh, led to moving of the feedback section to
1: later in the episode <laughs> there you go simple yeah.
0: <laughs> discuss poll results concerning the whistle oh uh, we, we didn't we have, didn't we, we didn't, didn't do the poll, put the poll. The poll up. okay we yes.
1: do need to do put the poll up because I, I would like I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what the results are because we have this perception of it where well, it's like 90% hate the hate the whistle and the other there's 10% who are really vocal about liking it but what is the actual you know how what's what do people actually think okay. It'd be interesting to see what the numbers come out as so yeah we we're going to post on YouTube at some point soon, uh, a poll asking people, uh, keep the whistle, get rid of the whistle.
0: Yeah, I, I get the feeling I know the results of that poll, but uh, it'll be a fun one, we'll see. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe it might be higher than we might think. Might surprise us. Yeah. yeah, maybe it's just a vocal minority of whistle haters. Mm-hmm. Great. I like the guitar though. I think the guitar sounds uh, as your friend's, uh, your friend's who I always want to think his name is Brad and I have no idea why. I think because I thought his name, I made that mistake once and then it got locked in my head. Brad. <laughs> no it's a it's noah yeah which is entirely yeah. different i mean maybe it's got four letters as well but it's yeah, it's yeah. A really yeah. different name brad
1: brad is just, so that's just completely random that's I don't hilarious know why.
0: or maybe like i met a brad in the same week that this that your friends came up or something yeah. I, I don't know no but noah said the whistle sound the the guitar sounds classy which i always like yeah. so classy guitar Bring. Mm. uh
1: yeah so um Polly Polly bonanzas mm-hmm. who says uh whoa that really scared me when I heard my name. Well, Thanks there you the go. You got it up. twice now. <laughs> got it twice, but uh, they also wondering where they can submit ideas for videos, and that you can email um, for videos. Let's see. Probably the best thing: just go to the website, the contact todayiFoundOut dot com contact form there, and there's a few different email addresses depending mm-hmm. on what you're actually wanting to communicate to where they who they'll go to. Um, so yeah, there you go. Easy. You want to read the quote from Mister Killie Bunny, Mister Killer Bunny, Bunny, nineteen eighty
0: one says, "I think this is a reference to the." the best movie ever made Star Trek First Contact he just comments on the podcast if you were any other man I would kill you where you stand which is uh, one of the greatest quotes from that movie uh, yeah, yeah. yeah I love that film you know I was disappointed I went to watch that last weekend or maybe the weekend before not on Netflix anymore uh-huh. yeah. really yes yeah, very sad That's about surprising. that I owned all the DVD box sets once um,
1: but yeah. I have I have it on Plex like if you've never used Plex this is the way to go rip all your DVDs everything onto you know a central data center and Plex gives you basically your own Netflix like anywhere you are in the world your phone any device it works it streams automatically it adjusts the the data rate automatically it works amazing that's pretty awesome
0: I'll check that out I'll check, although I don't have yeah. those DVDs are long gone <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, it, yeah that is the time it takes to actually rip the content uh, off the DVDs or Blu-rays or whatever um, but that, once you got it and once you got the thumbnails up it's just like your own personal Netflix it's amazing and you can just go anywhere in the world uh, I was in uh, when we were in Amsterdam I think at one point I was queuing up a movie that from my home server it was quite nice wow halfway across the world yeah awesome and I don't even have a good internet connection so it was it, and it streams just fine ah, there you go easy <laughs> What else was the, I think just
0: last one, Robert Gittin says, uh, fantastic, this came out just in time for my girlfriend to go to bed. She uses my YouTube account to listen to Today I Found Out every night. Like, literally, she uses Simon's voice to fall asleep. It helps her with her insomnia. So if you've noticed that someone spends six to eight hours a day, every day, watching your videos, that's her. We don't have uh, that granular analytics, but that is cool to know. This
1: is this is also great for the YouTube algorithm. Yes, so, definitely. This know. is the, she's probably the reason our channel is, is successful <laughs> Yeah, the more And uh, we should recommend If uh, anyone's not heard of it before There's a podcast called Sleep With Me And it is for this exact purpose To put you to sleep for people who suffer from insomnia Or whatever uh, the, the whole point of it is just to put you to sleep um, And um, it's quite It's one of the more popular podcasts in the world As you might expect
0: I love how there's an accidental question mark On the end of this of this note here So really it reads uh, Which is designed for exactly this <laughs>
1: like yeah, that's I not a question.
0: Know. It is designed for exactly this. I'm no, Ron is. burgundy.
1: We should get to sleep with me guy on sometime. I saw him at Podcon. He was he was interesting. Oh, that's cool. I, I he had he had some interesting things to say.
0: Yeah. I I don't I I don't I don't have insomnia so I don't listen to it going to sleep, but I did grab an episode once to see what it was about. And I like jumped into like the middle of an hour long thing and it's just him like having a bit of a ramble about Jesse from Breaking Bad like yeah, it's uh, Yeah. He's uh, he's an interesting character, isn't he? Just
1: yeah, uh, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, that's the whole point. Is just to, like it's interesting enough where you kind of like are sort of interested to listen, so your mind's not wandering. Yeah, but it's not so interesting that it keeps you awake. Like it's a little bit boring. So it's that, that fine line between to just put you to sleep. And uh, it's it's great.
0: Who would have thought it? And on that note, great. I think that's quite a good place to end this episode. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, Forums.todayfoundout.com to get involved with a discussion about this episode. Uh, podcast at todayfoundout.com If you want to let us know what you think of the show or anything that you don't want publicly put in a forum, say hi. Anything else? Ah, iTunes. Don't forget our giveaway. When we get to 100 reviews, we're going to pick someone at random from a random selection of countries or a selection of countries somehow. We're going to make it work. Review us. It's going to happen. There's yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's it's kind of a weak plug, but there we go. Do leave us a review <laughs> whatever you like. 5 to 1 stars. Obviously, we prefer the fives, but we'll take the ones, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's like the likes and dislikes on YouTube. Maybe it doesn't matter. It definitely matters. <laughs> it definitely yeah, matters. It
1: uh, absolutely matters on <laughs> iTunes.
0: Uh, so thank you everyone for watching and we'll see you in a few days for for another episode.
1: I'm Ron Burgundy?